Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Thanks guys for listening to the most previous one that just came out about everything that's happened between the pod with the podcast. Sorry guys, really appreciate it. But guys, this one's going to be a basketball one. Absolutely keen for this one, guys. I have not done a basketball one for ages, so it's really really cool to see how different the NBA has changed. The perspective I had to listen to one of my old podcasts just to see how different it is, and man, like the NBA has changed within a couple of months. So, guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. Now, I am recording this on the fourth of April. The last time I did a podcast, 29th of January, and let me tell you, the NBA has changed. And has it changed for the better or the good? I have no idea. I have no idea. I feel the NBA right now is in a really, really good space, not just because of you know the brand of basketball, but because of how many different teams are just really, really, really good and competitive right now. Now, my first topic I'm going to talk about, I just want to talk about the playoffs. The playoffs are nearly here, all right? And the last time I did the podcast, you know, it was basically just before All-Star break, you know, we'll talk about All-Stars, this and that. I'm not going to talk about that, this or that. You know, there's been heaps of trades going on. I'm not going to talk about it because you guys have probably already listened to it on other podcasts, which is absolutely cool. And I do the same thing. I listen to different ones. And honestly, I shouldn't go through it because it's, it's, it's history. It's past news right now. The standings right now, that's what I want to talk about right now. The standings right now. Now, as as it sits right now, when I'm recording this on the 4th of April, Miami Heat are first. Now, in the East, sorry, I'll go for the East first. Miami Heat. I didn't expect the Miami Heat to be a first seed, number one seed. I expected them to be top four. I didn't expect them to be number one. But that doesn't mean they will finish number one. They've been, obviously, the best team in the East right now via standings. I think they're going to be a tough team to verse in the, in the, in the East. I wouldn't want to verse the East if I was... I wouldn't want to verse the Heat if I was any team in the East, but someone's going to verse them. And the best thing about it is, and we'll talk about it later, it could be a really, really, really tough 1v8 seed or 1v whatever team versus the Heat in the first round. Second round, second seed. Sorry, pardon me, guys. There we go. Second seed, the Boston Celtics. Now, this is absolutely wild to me. Boston were absolute average team. When I last recorded a podcast, they were just traded through borders. Everyone was like, is it Tatum's team? Is it Brown's team? Look, they did probably one of the best trades in the past five years of Boston Celtics history, probably better than the Kyrie Irving trade. And you guys might say, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? Like, how? No, Kyrie's not even a Celtic anymore. Derek White, getting him to the Boston Celtics has really invigorated that team. It's a smart trade. I've always had faith in Brad Stevens as a basketball brain. I just think that he gets it. He understands what he's doing. He's a person that's super smart. And as a GM, he hasn't really made any terrible, terrible moves. Like, I'm a big fan of this Derek White move. Obviously, some of the, like, the signings he's done was, wasn't great, but that was a really smart, calculated, you know, not hypothesis, but it was a risk, right? It was obviously a risk getting Derek White, you never knew, but it's really worked out. It's helped Marcus Smart a lot too. It's helped Jason Tatum and Jalen. And I'm really, you know, I don't know how far they'll go because obviously... Robert Williams is out with a meniscus injury, but it's going to be interesting to see how they go because I feel that they can be a team that can upset some teams and they have the best defense right now, if not the, sorry, if not the best defense, the best defense in the NBA right now. They're a tough, suffocating team. 
Now, I'm going to move on third seed, and this is still probably my favorite in the East right now, Milwaukee Bucks, man. They're, they are tough. I think they're landing in a real good spot because they won't have to verse Brooklyn if they fall in the third seed. Right now, they will definitely verse Toronto, and I think that they should be looking to drop into the third or fourth seed because I wouldn't want to verse Brooklyn in the first round, and that's why Miami might have a, have a problem too, you know, guys. But I think Milwaukee's starting to get right at the right time. They're starting to cook. Giannis, to me, is still the most... So the toughest player to guard's KD, like, obviously, but the most unguardable player in the NBA right now, I still think Giannis, like... There's nothing you can do. When he's downhill, you're in strife. You're in, you are in shambles, full stop. Like it's, It is tough. He'll do anything. And if he's hitting his three-point shot, forget about it. It's done. Done deal. Over. So honestly, Milwaukee's peaking. Philadelphia, I think, are the biggest pretenders in the playoffs. I don't think that they can win how they are. People might say it's a hot take. I don't even think it's hot. I think it's like lukewarm. I'm not. Look, James Harden's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best players ever to play on the M- Playing the NBA, but I just don't know if he's a winner. Like I just don't know. And I look, he hasn't he hasn't proven to me that he can win a championship. He hasn't won one yet. Now he is probably the second best player on this team, which he hasn't been for a while. You know, coming into the playoffs, you know, because last year when he was playing with Brooklyn, he was really good. Like he was, you know, smoky MVP candidate. You know, for a while there. You know, once he you know took off his his suit, you know, his body suit, you could say in Houston. But no, he's um. Going back to the point, I just don't know. They're too inconsistent. I don't think the, the roster they have is deep enough. I think people are like, what do you mean? Like, they got J- James Harden, Joel Embiid. Then they've got Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, Danny Green, Matisse Tybal, DeAndre Jordan. It's not It's not a good roster. It's not a roster built to, be, to beat teams. Like, yeah, James Harden and Joel Embiid is cool. And if Tyrese is going to be your third option, which I think he is now, people are like... Oh, yeah, Tobias is a mad fourth option, but Tobias will not thrive in that role. Tobias needs to be a second or third seed to get the best out of him. And unfortunately, for me, he's not going to be that great in the playoffs for me because he's not going to get far as more touches as he gets now. Like, I think it's not it's not a good fit. And I think they'll trade him in the offseason, definitely. And they'll just look to get three and D guys, three and D guys and shooters or get a, a, a good, you know, Good foreman that can just do the dirty work. I think Tobias is a good player, but he's also one of the most overpaid players in the NBA right now. And I just don't see the Philadelphia 76ers being that great right now. So that's my opinion. Sixth, fifth seed right now is the Chicago Bulls, but they are tied with Toronto. I think Chicago, first round exit for me. I was super high on them. Everyone was super high on them, but injuries just killed these guys, man. Like, it's been so tough. They are one of the most exciting teams to watch. I think if they get healthy... You know, maybe for next for maybe next season they could, you know, look to be a smoky and compete. But, you know, right now, if it was a Philadelphia Chicago, I still say Philadelphia would win. Like obviously, you know, they're tough, but Chicago can get Zach back and Damar, Lonzo, Caruso, Vooch, Pat Williams, like they could definitely beat Philadelphia. I wouldn't put past them. Like I could definitely see that happening. But yeah, Chicago, just injury riddled man. Like it's it's hard to see. Them getting past the second round, if if best, you know, I, I I definitely I would I would I would take Chicago over Philadelphia in the first round. I think that they would beat Philadelphia to be quite honest. But I don't know; they might even fall to the sixth seed and versus Milwaukee. And if they versus Milwaukee, it's pretty much a wrap. But in saying that, Chicago have done a really good job this season. 
they're basically guaranteed to make it into the play-in at least. I mean, the play-in definitely, if not the plan to play off. So they've done a really good job. I think they've only got to get maybe one or two more wins to guarantee them into that playoffs. And as a Bulls fan, if you can you can be happy because they didn't even make the play-in last season. So they've gone from, I think, the 11th or 12th seed to the 5th seed, which is, you know, a good jump. It's a good jump, you know. Six team, six seed in the East, I'm going to talk about. One of my favorite teams, you know, just because they're one of the most organized teams and one of the best coach teams. That's Toronto. Toronto done a really, really good job. You know, they started a bit murky, but they've really, really done a really good job. You know, past 10 games, 7-3. and three. I think Nick Nurse has got a team where he knows what to do. They're basically all 6-8, which is a really hard thing to guard against a team that's just the same height. Like, I find that super hard. Like, if you have a team that's super small, it's hard. A team that's super big, it's hard because they're all kind of the same height. And that's something that's a bit difficult for me, you know, as a player. I found hard to guard because you can, you know, smaller teams outrun you or bigger teams outmuscle you and just get easy baskets in the paint. So Chicago are kind of big, but they're, I mean, um, Toronto are kind of big, but they're also super mobile and they don't really have a traditional center, which I love. Like, I love that because it, it shows you that, like, the, I love it because obviously I love set, like, there's never not going to be a day in the NBA where if you have a legit big guy who can dominate, he'll dominate. But Toronto plays small, unselfish, smart basketball, and they outmaneuver you and that's and outcoach you, and that's something that I love doing. So I think Toronto are going to be a tough out. Whoever versus them, whether it's Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be an absolute tough out. And I think it's going to be interesting to see whoever versus Toronto. If it is a Milwaukee, they won't beat Milwaukee. They definitely won't. But you know that's another hero there. Seventh seed. All right, seventh seed, Cleveland Cavaliers. Whatever happens with Cleveland right now, I think it's a success. You know, if they if they get into the play in, you know, and they get bounced, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, because Jarrett Allen's a big loss for them guys. Like he's a massive loss. He was an all star this year. Yes, injury replacement. I don't really care. He 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 was a gun. He was a really really good player. I'm really excited. Like I think heaps of people now are super excited with Cleveland, and I wasn't. I thought Cleveland was going to be a dormant team for another at least. Three to four years, I would say. Like, I just didn't think there was a lot doing there. I think them not having Colin Sexton too, it shows to me that he's probably not even going to... He's, he's going to get signed and I think tra- traded. I think a sign and trade is going to happen there, guys. I think they're really going to just double down on that little... that Not little, that big three of Darius Garland, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. And they're just going to have... They've still got Market in there. They've still got K-Love there. They've got a couple pieces there who I think are really exciting. So I think they're just going to go for it, go with those boys and just grow. Like they still got Isaac Okoro there, you know they got some good little play, they got some good pieces there. And JB Bigstaff, you know he has to be for me. I would say him, Taylor Jenkins, Nick Nurse, Billy Donovan, Eric Spolstra, and Monty Williams and Jason Kidd as in the in the in the coach coach of the year bubble. I I did name a lot of coaches there, but there's just a lot of coaches that I've been doing a really good job. Another coach has been doing a really good job, Mike Malone, but I'll talk a little bit about Denver in a second. But yeah, Cleveland, even if they get bounced in this play-in, I think it's a good experience for them. But I actually don't think they will. I think if they if it falls right now and they versus Atlanta, they will... Jeez, I don't know. It'll be tough. But as we talked about the 8 seed Atlanta, disappointing season for them, if you ask me. They shouldn't be in the play-in. If you ask them, they should be... You know, they would think, you know... They were, you know, a real strong team, and I thought they were. You know, they nearly beat Milwaukee in the in in the, in the East Conference Finals. Like, 
let's forget like let's not forget that Trey Young got injured. You know, if he didn't get injured, you just never know. I'm not saying that they were better than Milwaukee because they weren't because Milwaukee still beat them, but they were a really really tough team last season. They were one of the last. They were one of the final four teams in the NBA. All right, so that 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 shows you something, you know, and that's crazy to me because they went from not even being in the play playoffs to being in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like they beat, they they ended, you know, I don't know if they ended it, but they probably put the nail in the coffin and Ben Simmons playing never playing for Philadelphia again. Like people forget that. Like they exposed the Philadelphia 76ers. They outcoached them and outplayed them, and they were the number one seed last season, right? So they're a smart team. I think they can't – if they don't make the play playoffs, it is an unsuccessful season. And Nate McMillan, even though he got an extension, I reckon would be on the hot seat. And, and, and does it show to me that the, the the no fans and all that, was it lucky for them to get there? Like, did or, – or, or were they really outplayed them? I think they outplayed them. I think they played really good. They played smart. But you just never know. Like, it's just different with different seasons. You know, they might have just got really – Smart. I mean, the Rolex got really hot really quickly, and it just it just went for them. But you know, Atlanta unsuccessful season, if you ask me. Now, now new to the ninth seed, Charlotte. They're guaranteed for the plane. Just depends where they fall. You know, definitely in there. Forty and thirty-eight right now. I love watching Charlotte play, but they're too inconsistent. You know, they they started off the season strong. I both I had both Lamelo and Miles as my All Stars back when I first did it. Kind of cooling off a little bit. They don't have Gordon Haywood. You know, someone trade deadlines move, they did. They needed to go get a big. I don't know why they didn't try to go get a legit defensive center big. They didn't. They went out and got Montrose Howell. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Six men in a year, he's, he has been. But I don't know. I don't know if he really, really suits them that much. I think they will lose the plane if it ends, if they're versing Brooklyn. They won't win. But if they can jag an eight seed or a seventh seed, you never know. They only got to win the first game and then they're in. But I would say it's not an unsuccessful season, but it's not a successful season. You know, they're kind of in the middle there. They're kind of stuck in the mud. So I don't, I don't really know what to, to expect. But yeah, I think Charlotte, they just need a legit defensive center that can roll. I think Clint Capella, if he was there, he'd be a really nice piece. I think a player who's not even in the league anymore, but if Tyson Chandler was on that team, you know, back when he was playing with Dallas and the Knicks, he would be tough. They'd be a really strong team. They'd be defensive-minded with him. And that pick-and-roll uh, threat, I would say, with Lamelo would be tough. But it just it just shows you that you can't just go out and produce plays like that. They might have to go and draft the center and, and build them up. But I still think that Charlotte, they're still, two years ago, bet way more. They're in way better of a position than they were two years ago than they are now. So, sorry. From two years ago, they were in a worse position now. So they are in a much better position right now. The drafting of Lamelo basically turned them overnight into a, not a dormant team, but a team that, okay, we have some hope. You know, we can be a good team in a couple of years. We can make the playoffs. And maybe, and maybe we can make some noise in later seasons. Temp seed, probably the best temp seed ever, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Look, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like, they shouldn't be the temp seed, this, that, but... I don't know. I just think injuries killed them. James Harden was obviously a, 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 a an issue there. It was definitely an issue. I don't know. I didn't know what to say about it. It was an issue. It was definitely an issue. KD going down and Kyrie not being able to play home games. So basically having a lot of your 
rotation players take on a lot of minutes didn't help them, obviously. But I just think the trade they did, obviously, they won that trade. They fleeced Philly, if you ask me. I wouldn't have taken James Harden if you paid me, but they did. They got Ben Simmons back. He isn't even playing yet, right? But they got Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and some first-rounders. And they're a better team with Seth Curry and Andre Drummond than with, with, with James Harden. Like, let that sink in. Like, two players that are basically really, really good role players, better than an all-star player. And they haven't even added Ben Simmons in yet. When they add Ben Simmons in yet, ben, sorry, when they add in Ben Simmons, I don't know how good they'll be, but they'll be tough. They'll be hard to guard, and they'll be a really smart team. Because now, all you've got Ben Simmons to do, play defense, get the ball, to your players, two of the two things that he's the best at, defense and playmaking, and then he can just run the rim, play hard, and all he's got to do is just shoot free throws and work on his shot. He probably will never be a great shooter ever in his life, like probably not, but if he can just be a respectable shooter, like fuck, 65, 70% from the free throw line, it will change his career. It will change his career, and everybody says it, but yeah. Ben Simmons, I don't think, he's, he's not going to play this season. He's, he's never going to play. I think he's injured. I just don't think anyone said it. I think something's wrong with him because why would he not be playing? Um, think about it. Why would he not be playing? I know they've thrown out mental health stuff and that's nothing to you know joke or take account, but I think if he rocked up to Philadelphia when they played him at Philadelphia, I think he's mentally stable. So I think he should be playing. But he's not. So I think he's definitely injured. Move on to the West now. I'll be a bit faster with the West. I was a bit slow with the East. Phoenix, best team in the league right now for me. Favorite for me in the in the playoffs. Went fully healthy. I don't know who's going to beat them right now, but they're really tough. Monty Williams deserves everything. Chris Paul is finally, for me, getting the recognition he deserves as a player. He's a top 10 point guard for me all time. I don't know how he's top 10 and he's not number 10. So he's. I think he's like top eight, seven. You know, just going off my brain, Magic, Steph, John Stockton is pretty tough. There's a lot, but I think Chris Paul is really, really good. If he gets a championship, it will even elevate him even higher. Jerry West. There's so many point guys, I just can't remember. I think, he, But I think he's a top 10 and he's not number 10. Definitely. Memphis, moving on to them. My favorite team to watch in the league. I, I, I came on here and I gassed them up a lot. I didn't expect them to be this good. I still didn't expect them to be this good. They are 55 and 23. Now, a lot of you guys probably don't know this. They've won their last seven in a row. Their last 10, they're 9-1, right? They have a win record percentage, win percentage of 70.5%. 70.5. And they're the second youngest team in the West. Now, whatever happens, they will definitely look. They will verse either, if it ended today, 7-8th, right? So if they verse 7-8th, they would verse... They'd verse the loser of the 7-8 seed because the 7 AC would play the winner of the 9v10. So they'd verse either New Orleans, San Antonio, Minnesota, LA. I would say the Clippers beat Minnesota just based on their brains. And then I would say New Orleans beats San Antonio. So it'd be either Minnesota and New Orleans. They'd, they'd handle either Minnesota and New Orleans pretty comfortably. So they'd make the second round. Now, even if they don't make it past the second round, they're playing with house money because they weren't expected to be this good. I don't expect anyone to, for them to be this good. If you did, I think you're a liar. But Taylor Jenkins, for me, is the coach of the year. Not a question, not a doubt. 
Ja Morant for me is the most improved. I think he. I don't. Did he get it last year? Did he get it last year? I don't know. But like, like he went from being not an all star to possibly the. You know. Does he? A lot of people. Well, he was thrown in as an MVP. I don't think he is. I said. I said to myself, and on this podcast, he'll be an MVP in the next five years. I still believe that. He's the best. He's the most enter- one of the most entertaining and fun players to watch in the league, and he's actually super efficient with it. Like people actually don't understand, he's efficient. He's going to be so tough if his body holds on, which I hope it does. I don't know how good he'd be. I don't know how good he'd be. I think he'll be, you know, a top five playoff in the next three years. I think that's something that's pretty feasible for him. You know, he's point guards wise the best in the world right now. Point guards for me. Chris Paul, and then him, or him and Chris Paul, Doncic, Steph, you know, that's four there. I think he's definitely in there, so fuck. I think Phoenix are going to, I mean, Memphis can definitely win a chip in five years. I definitely think that's a possibility for them. And they're so young. They're so young. Like, it's crazy. And they're doing it without, they were doing this majority-wise without Dylan Brooks, who was absolutely super integral for them. He was their second best player in that playoff series they versus against Utah last year. So let that sink in. Like, they were so good without him. And they're all unselfish too. I love it. Third seed, Golden State. That's my team this season. Obviously, we all know I love Detroit and Golden State. But Golden State, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're, they're peaking. They're, they're, they are being the opposite of peaking at the right time. They are... No Clay. I mean, no Steph. It's hurting. Draymond's not playing great. He said it. But I think if they can just get Steph back, if he's training, if he's working with them, I think they've got to give the keys to Jordan Poole. Look, is it crazy for me to say, do we start Jordan Poole? Do we? Because it gives, you know, another... Because Clay's a great player. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. He's top five two-way players maybe ever, you know, Defensive, offensive, you know, but he's not an ISO player. He's not a player that can go get a bucket. Like, he comes off pin downs and stuff like that, which is hard to guard, but Jordan Poole can just get you a bucket. Like, he can get you a bucket, you know, pretty consistently. And I think Golden State need that. They need that second player if Steph's not feeling it. If, if something breaks down in an ISO, kick it to him, it'll on ball, or just let him ISO, let him play. I'm not a massive ISO guy. Look, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but fuck. If you can't stay in front of a player, if a player can't, a defender can't stay in front of you, that's the ultimate trump card. The most, oh, how, how do I how do I articulate this? The most prized, I think, skill a player can have is putting the ball in the basket, being a scorer. If you can do that, and you can and you can still like if you can break down any defensive player, you're going to be a tough player, and you're going to be probably an all star. I think Jordan Poole will be an all star in three years. Like, I think they've got to start to give him the keys to him. I think they could even start him. Look, people, Andrew Wiggins was being really, really good. But I think Jordan Poole's better than Andrew Wiggins right now because he's just, he's a bit, Andrew Wiggins is a bit more consistent. But I don't know. I just like Jordan Poole more. I don't know. Maybe I'm just buying into the hype, but I like Jordan Poole a lot more. But I think Golden State, look, they'll beat Utah. They'll beat Utah. Utah, look, look, I'll talk about that, but the Utah ain't looking great. They'll definitely beat Utah. But against Memphis, jeez, it's going to be tough. It's a flip of the coin, honestly, and 
probably more I'm leaning towards Memphis, which is crazy. Because I came on here saying, mark my words, Golden State, barring injury, will make the final conference finals. And I still believe that they would, but that step is going to be tough. We'll move on. Dallas. Dallas are tough, man. Dallas have done a really, really good job this season. Jason Kidd has done a really good job. He's turned them into a really good defensive team, which is something they weren't. I had, there was a really cool post that went on basketball forever, I think. said the last time the Dallas Mavericks won a championship, they were being led by a European all-star. They, they were being... So the best player was a European all-star. They were being led by Jason Kidd. Now, Jason Kidd was a point guard playing, but now he's a coach. He's leading them. And they had a bunch of really, really, really good role players. Then, like, because there's no other all star on this team. I do think Jalen Brunson's going to become a really, really good player, but there's no clear, like, second, second guy. I would say it's Jalen Brunson, but, like, a lot of people could say maybe it's Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, Tim Hardaway. You know, it just depends who it is. It depends who you ask. But they've done a really good job. I think that they're going to beat Denver, you know, in the playoffs if they versus Denver, just because they just. They're gelling a bit more, and I just like, I just think Lucas got it, man. Lucas got it. But I still think that, you know, if Dallas make the second round, that's a positive for them because they've been trounced in the first round the past two seasons against the Clippers. Now, obviously, it's tough. They're coming up against Kawhi and PG, but I think they'll get the job done this season. I think they'll get into the second round, and it's good for the NBA to get Phoenix, Memphis, Dallas, Golden State, teams that haven't been there, you know, for, for like the past three years. Obviously, we had Golden State with their dynasty, but they haven't been there for a while. Like, haven't played the playoffs since 2019. So, 2021, you know, haven't even made the playoffs. So, it's going to be good for them to be in there. But, yeah, I think Dallas will make the second round. I think they'll be a tough out. And they give me 07, 08, 07. Yeah, 07 Cleveland Cavaliers vibes. They give me 07 Cleveland Cavaliers vibes because they're being led by, by Luca. Luca reminds me of LeBron and a bunch of real role players. The Cleveland Cavaliers of 07. So I can see... I can't see him beating Phoenix. If they drop the six and they beat Golden State in the first round, they could get to the conference finals and beat Memphis. They could. They could. I don't know if they'll do that, but because Denver would be an easier out for them. But moving on to Denver, I think Jokic is the MVP. If Jokic wasn't on this Denver Nuggets team, they'd be one of the worst teams in the league. Absolutely. They are... Sorry, Nikola Jokic for me is the best center. The fact that people think Joel Embiid is better than him, I think so wrong. Yes, Joel Embiid affects the game defensively too, but Jokic is just, for me, more more skilled. And sorry, sorry, not skilled. He's just more of a basketball basketball savant and brain than, than Embiid. Embiid's just a flat-out scorer. He's tough to guard, but my God, I love Nikola Jokic. I think he's going to be a player that people don't really... They don't they don't respect him enough for my, for my liking. He's he's already been... He's the reigning MVP, and no one really talks about him like that. Like, it just pisses me off. I think he's the MVP. I think Denver, unfortunately, they're not going to make, you know make it past the first round, which is tough for them. But when fully healthy, they'd be in the top four. They'd be they'd be they'd beat Dallas. You know, they'd beat Dallas. I hope Jamal Murray gets injured. I mean not injured. I'm oh, sorry. I hope he gets fully healthy for next season, save MPJ. Because they had those players like this is the way. They're without their second and third best player. And they're still possibly can win fifty games this season, which is crazy. Like that's just I don't know. I I find it super impressive. 
Mike Malone just got an extension this this past Calvin week. Fully, fully deserving. They have the three games left against San Antonio, Memphis, and LA. I think they'll win two out of those three. I think they'll win two out of those three. So that will put them at 49. And that's a successful season, if you ask me. That's a successful season. Moving on to number six, Utah Jazz. I said it last year. I'm saying it this year. They will never win a championship with Rudy Gobert and Donovan. That's not going to be the way they do it. When they went up 2-0, I was like, fuck, they could be it. But when they got trounced like that, four games straight, two without Kawhi, no, it's not it. It's not It's not it. They need another another go-to scorer. They're very much a system team. They're kind of like, like not like, they don't play like Golden State, but they're a system. They like to play within their within what they know. And what they know is good, but it's only going to get you so far. So I don't think that they're going to win it. I don't think uh, win their first round series against Golden State. I think they'll get beat. Donovan Mitchell came out and said, this keeps happening, this keeps happening. So it's not a good sign. There's been rumblings that Quinn Snyder could replace both Greg Popovich and Frank Vogel at the Lakers and Spurs, respectively. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a coach that will get you to turn the culture around. But I don't know if he can get you over the hump. Now, maybe if you put him with a with a with a Lakers and they're fully healthy, maybe he can do something because he, you know he'll have AD and LeBron. Or if you put him with San Antonio, maybe he can build more of the culture there and build the young guys because he's done that. And I don't know how long Greg Popovich is going to go for, but I just think that they're 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 not hitting their peak and they're not going to make it. Now, could be wrong. I doubt it. I think I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that they won't. If they make the second round, they're not beating members. No chance. And if they keep losing games, they might fall into the plane. So, you know, I don't think people are thinking about that. Like, Minnesota have three games, Washington, San Antonio, Chicago, all winnable games. Utah have their next games, their last three games, I think. Now, they have four more games. Memphis, they won't beat Memphis. OKC, they'll beat OKC. Phoenix, they could beat Phoenix just depending on if they rest their players because they've already got the first seed locked. Doesn't really matter where they fall. And Portland, if they don't beat Portland, they have problems because Portland suck right now. They are the worst team probably currently in the league. Like, they are shocking. Like, they're so bad. They have no pieces really. I love it because you have to go out and blow it up, but they are chat. They're shocking. 17, Minnesota. They will make the playoffs for me. I think that they're better than San Antonio, New Orleans. But New Orleans are pesky. I'll talk, to them, I'll talk about them a little bit later. I think that Minnesota can make it. I think that if they can just game plan and get, get LA on the right day, they can beat the Clippers. And I think Pat Beverly has brought a lot to that team, even though you know he talks way more shit than, than he should as a player. He's actually pretty good for that team. He's doing a really, really good job. He's changing the culture. And he wanted to be there. And I think that's something that I haven't heard a player want to be at Minnesota for a while. So that's that's a good thing for them. I think the emergence of Cat again, the re-emergence, sorry, of Cat, it's been really, really good. It's been healthy. It's been consistent. It's been an all-star. Anthony Edwards has been really, really good. You know, I think he's he's still getting, getting into the game. He's averaging 21 a game, four rebounds, three assists. You know, it's, it's, he's, he's just going to get a little bit better and better every season. Now, he's a big boy too, man. He's 6'4", but he's 102 kilos. That's strong, man. That's a strong dude right there. He's tough. He's a smart. He's, he's going to be a smart player when he fully recognizes and learns how to play. And I, I mean that sincerely. Like it doesn't, 
so say that he can't play, but when he really knows how to get to his spots, knows how to you know make the defense, knows how to use certain ways to get the defense out of their system, he'll be a really good player. And I really want to see D'Angelo Russell keep going. You know, he's been a bit quiet the past couple of years, but he's been healthy. Averaging 18 a game and 7 assists. Like, I know there's not a lot of people in the league doing that right now. So that's really, really good of him. I think he's getting back into that that grind and that rhythm. And he wants to be at Minnesota. You know, he's got one of his really, really good mates there in Cat. So I really hope he just keeps going. Keep going. Because when he was playing with, with the Brooklyn Nets, I was a big fan of him, man. I really liked what he was doing there. And I really thought he could be something special. Now we'll move on. Eight seed, the Clippers. Clippers are going to be tough, man. They're going to be a tough out. They've got a really, really good coach. They've done a really good job, basically, without Paul George or Kawhi for the whole season. Ty Lue's a great coach, but how far they'll get, they'll get bounced in the first round. I don't think they'll beat anyone in the first round. I just think because who they're going to verse will be Phoenix or Memphis right now, and that's going to be so tough for them. So I can't see them doing any more, but I still think it's a good season for them considering they really haven't had their two best players and their best player has been probably for the whole season. Has it been Reggie Jackson? Like, possibly. Like, like the way you look at it, like, I think, like, Reggie's nearly averaging 20 a game, which is, like, that's that's not easy, but Reggie hasn't done that for a long, long time. Like, he's averaging 17 a game, five assists, you know. Respectable, respectable, but, like, they haven't had a lot of players. Like, Paul George has played... He's played a lot of games this season. I think he's played like a third or a, or a little bit over a third of the games. So like like he played against Utah, they got the win, and then last time he played was in December. So he's missed January, February, March. He's missed nearly three months, a little bit more than three months. So they've done a pretty good job. I think that they'll be a tough out, obviously, because they, they know how to play and they're a hard-nosed team and they have an identity, but I just don't think that they'll get it done. The ninth seed I'll talk about... New Orleans, and New Orleans have been, you know, I think the, I, I had written them off. I thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. You know, I thought Zion was going to definitely, I thought Zion had might have played his last game in New Orleans, you know, but he's been really, sorry, New Orleans have done a really, really good job to keep him enticed there. And I think New Orleans, I look at their roster, and they're not deep, man, but you don't have to be deep to win some playoff series. Like, CJ, Devontae, Herbert Jones has been really good for them. Jackson Hayes. Brandon Ingram, Jonas, Larry Nance, six, seven, like it's if they had Zion, they'd be in that they'd be probably sniffing that six to eight seed. I think they would be, honestly. And then a ninth seed right now without him. So they'd be a nice little team, man. So I I'm actually super impressed with what Willie Green has done. And it's cool. This is a good little tidbit. The only player remaining in the Brandon Ing- uh, in the uh, fuck. Gave away. The only player remaining in the A D trade is Brandon Ingram, that they got back. Lonzo Balls, Josh Hart at the Portland Trailblazers. And they are, and, and they still have all those picks from the Lakers, man. They get the Lakers pick this year. Fuck. That's crazy. And then the 10 seed, San Antonio. They'll make it. They'll make the play in. The Lakers are going to be versing... I know I said that the I'm talking about this, the Spurs, but... Lakers versus Phoenix, Golden State, OKC, and Denver, they'll probably lose three out of those four games. If they win all four of those games, they'll go to 35 and 47. And the Spurs are versing 
Minnesota, Golden State, Dallas. They'll lose all those games, I think. So, LA has to win three out of four for me. But if 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 San Antonio win two of them, Lakers are done. If, sorry, if Lakers win three of them, a certain time win all of them, Lakers are done. But I don't think that will happen. I think the Lakers still have a chance. But San Antonio, they just... I would have tanked if I was San Antonio, but it's just not in their TNA and culture. Reason I would have tanked because played a long game, get a pick, keep building your young guys, but they're kind of doing the same thing and competing. They don't have a great team. Their best player is DeJounte Murray, and it's not even a question. Like, it's not even, like, a question. He's averaging 21, 8, and 9. Nearly a triple-double. He's been one of the most improved players in the league. Would probably have gotten most improved if it wasn't for Jar being an absolute nutter. But I actually don't mind what they're doing. You know, they got Romeo Langford too, who could be a good piece for them when he gets older. He, look, not averaging a lot, but he just needs to go a place where he can get minutes. But, you know, Devin Vassell, another player who's, who's young for them, you know, he could, average, he could be a possibly a pretty good player for them. Averaging 12 points a game. You know, I, I like Keldon Johnson. I like a lot of things he does. I think that they're going to be... I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be when they're older. But they got a couple pieces. they got a couple pieces. And I wouldn't put it past the Spurs knowing how to rebuild a team. Because Greg Popovich will still probably be in and around that team for a while. So that's that's my take. But yeah, the last thing I was talking about Lakers... Lakers have been an absolute shit show. Bill Simmons said it on the nail on the head for Ross Westbrook won't work. Absolutely right. Never has, never would. They could have had DeMar and Kyle, apparently. I would have taken DeMar over Russell just because I know he would have fitted more. But he can go get you a bucket and he's not an absolute, like, doesn't look out of control when he plays. Like, obviously he wouldn't have been as good as he is in Chicago. But I just, I don't know. I just don't know why they went for Russ. It was cheaper to get probably or the same price to get Kyle Lowry and DeMar. Apparently DeMar wanted to go back to LA. I have no idea. I don't don't I don't know. I don't talk to either. I don't talk to DeMar the Rosen, but I just think LA went for the big name. And like their team was destined to lose. Like like they just don't they just don't have a good roster. Like oh, oh like the roster's average. Like they got Westbrook, no fit. Reza, washed. Ellington washed. A D can't stay healthy. DJ Augustine washed. Horton Tucker, overrated. Kuzma Effect 2.0 here. LeBron James, yeah, gun. Still doesn't have enough help. Carmelo, bit inconsistent for my liking. You know, he, he comes off the bench, obviously, but bit inconsistent. 13.4 points a game is more than I, I anticipated him to have this season, but he just, I don't know. He, he can't be your fucking fourth, fifth best player right now. Kane Bazemore. Overrated. Malik Monk's been one of their shiny stars, if you ask me, one of their bright spots. He's been a good little piece that they picked up. He's averaged 13 points a game. Wasn't expected to play a lot, I thought, but he's he's done a really good job for them. Kendrick Nunn hasn't even played. They wasted their mid-level on him. Stanley Johnson, they picked up. He's been a real hustler, man. He's having a go. He's having a dig. He would have been really good for them at the start of the season. I love everything he's doing for them. He's having a go. Austin Reeves, look... He's, he's, he's going all right. I didn't even know who he was, so I'm not going to act like I knew who he was, pardon me. I don't know. I'm not going to act like I knew who he was, but, you know, he gives you good he gives you good minutes from time to time. Every Bradley, I still like every Bradley. I just think he's just he's getting washed, man. He's getting washed. 
six points a game, but he's not there for his points. There for his defense, he's just getting a little bit washed, man. But it's unfortunate. Wayne Gabriel, Wayne Gabriel. I'm not too sure if I pronounced that. He's going all right, man. Like in the past couple of games, at least he's having a go. He's having a dig. But yeah, I just like look at this team. Dwight Howard. Yeah, is he? Is he? Is he Dwight Howard? Like he's he's averaging five point eight points a game, five point eight rebounds a game. Like. It's not Dwight Howard. That's not Dwight Howard that I remember playing, watching play that he used to have 30 and 30 in, in, in certain games. Like, Sorry, like 20 and 20 on the consistent. So that team I just named is not a playoff team, if you ask me. They are they won't make it. I'll switch it now. This is, this is a long podcast, but it's good because I can break it up. Right, I'll talk about all the teams. I'll pick two teams from each conference that I think will make the conference finals. Phoenix will make it, and Golden State will make it. I'm still going to double down on Golden State. Still going to double down. Reason I don't have Memphis, and the only reason is they don't have the experience that Golden State will, and they will versus Golden State, I feel, in that first round, that second round. Golden State will know how to win games. They know how to do it. They nearly won. I reckon they would have won the finals if Clay didn't get injured in 2019. Now, I'm grateful that... Toronto won because it was one of my favorite championships ever. Like I was actually going for Toronto a little bit, and I was a Golden State fan. But they nearly beat them in the sixth game with Steph Curry, Draymond, and Andre. Like, fuck. You know what I mean? And I, I think they can do it. Like, Golden State just have that. And if Golden State make the conference finals, fuck, who knows? Because they'll be on a roll. They'll be hot, and they'll be a team hard to verse. But I have Phoenix and, Memphis, I mean, Phoenix and Golden State making it for me. In the Western Conference, the East is hard, man. The East is hard. It's 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 easier for me to say Milwaukee right now that will make the conference finals because they're not going to verse. Pardon me, they're not going to verse right now as, as it stands. Brooklyn in the first round. If they don't verse Brooklyn in the first round, they will make the conference finals because they'd verse Toronto, Chicago, they'd beat them, and if they verse Boston, they beat them. They will beat Brooklyn. I think they would beat Brooklyn again. Because they just have a little bit more, and they'd had the home court advantage, which is a big thing. They don't lose games at their home. I think they lost one game the whole playoffs last season. That was against Brooklyn, fully healthy, but I'll be here over there. But they will beat. They can beat Brooklyn, but the only reason I say they don't want to verse Brooklyn in the first round, it will take a lot of juice out of them. It would take a lot of juice out of them. So if I'm if I'm Milwaukee, I would fall to look. They versus Boston, so. Detroit, Cleveland. I would. I'd have to win the last two games. You'd have to beat Detroit and and Milwaukee. You'd have to beat Detroit and Cleveland. And I think they would. Boston versus Milwaukee and Memphis. I'm Boston. I'm probably throwing both those games. I don't versus Chicago. If I'm Boston, I'm beating Chicago and I'm throwing against Milwaukee and Memphis. Because I don't want to verse Brooklyn either. Especially without Robert Williams, they'll get eaten up on the boards. So I think... Milwaukee will actually probably have to verse Boston, Brooklyn in the first round, which is tough. Because no, no, sorry, that no, they, no, Miami would. So Miami would. Sorry, I'm getting it mixed up. I'm going to go two teams in the East: Milwaukee and Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn will beat Miami in the first round, which is crazy to say, but I think they would. I just don't know who the fuck's going to guard KD for them, and I think 
having Kyrie playing consistent, even though he's not playing a lot, it'll be tough. But if it's not Brooklyn, it'll be Miami and Milwaukee for me in the conference finals. I think that little dust-up that Miami had with Jimmy and Eric actually helps them because they're a culture team and they'll fight through that and they'll fucking... They'll, they'll arc up at each other, but they'll they'll actually find a way to figure it out and they want the best for each other. That's something that not a lot of teams do. But, guys, that's my opinion. And look, Homer pick, Golden State, but I actually do think Memphis won't make the conference finals. If they do, successful season. Successful season. If they make the second round, they make it hard for, for Golden State. Still a successful season. Like I expected them to be in. I expected them to be like four seed would have been a good good season for them. Being the two seed, Jarvan going to get at most improved. It's a great season. It's a great season for them. I expect the playing. Brooklyn will make it in the East, and I think Cleveland will make it in the East, and I think. Minnesota and LA will make it in the West. I think Minnesota and LA will make it in the West. If it's not Minnesota, it'll be, I think, LA, maybe New Orleans. New Orleans could possibly make it. They're hot right now, but I don't know. I definitely think LA, which is crazy, because I'm not a massive LA fan, but you can't beat good coaching and experience, and LA have that. LA have that. So, guys, that's my podcast for today. I'm going to do a little bit more basketball podcast in the coming week. Might drop another one this coming week because this one's going to drop. You'll hear this on Tuesday. But guys, that's my podcast for today. I hope you enjoy it. You can always check us out on Instagram to find our socials. It's going to be right now played in our outro. But guys, thanks for listening again. Let's go to fucking Warriors, baby. Let's get this chip, man. Come on. Let's get it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.